everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ends with Z. I'm Juan Fernandez along here with Cecile Munoz. And let me tell you, this episode is one I've been looking forward to. I am excited about. It's it's a topic, Cecile, that I think will benefit us in our personal life and in the business world as well, something we can develop. You're absolutely right about that. It's something that fascinates me. It really has been at the core of the work that we do with my firm, which mm-hmm. we're a firm that focuses on human capital, both executive search and the development and and expansion of talent inside of an organization. And so uh, what this is, is emotional intelligence, uh, also known as emotional mm-hmm. quotient. We use the term EQ to mean both things. And everyone has this EQ, or at least everyone is... Yes, everyone mm-hmm. has it. It's it's part of who you are. Okay. It comes from your emotions, and I'll get to that uh, a little bit more uh, in detail. But the great news about it is you can develop it. You can uh, become stronger at it. You can strengthen it, and you can do this every day. So when you hear the word emotion, there's automatically a thought that it's about feelings. Is that the case? Yes, or? it is. It is in a way. And so let me let me just um, start by, by saying what it is and, okay. and where it came from. So the term emotional intelligence or EQ was first brought to light as a concept by two researchers, uh, Peter Salavoy and John Mayer. Mm-hmm. And then it became a much more uh, focused concept and popularized, if you will, by a uh, psychologist who is also a wonderful journalist. His name is uh, Don Goldman. Okay. And he wrote a book that I absolutely encourage all our listeners to to pick up. It's called uh, Emotional Intelligence and Why It Could Matter More Than IQ. More than IQ, which is your intelligence, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the reason why it could matter so much more, and and I fundamentally believe that it does, is because it impacts every aspect of your life. It impacts your personal life, the health and wellness of of our individual lives, it, it impacts how you connect with other people on a personal basis, your family, your friends, mm-hmm. your community, and it definitely impacts your success and your enjoyment and the way others see you in your professional life. So if you have this sort of awareness of this EQ and you can massage it and develop it, it's like your, your X factor, your secret uh, weapon. That's right. In uh, in our profession, sometimes mm-hmm. we, we hear our clients say, Gosh, that person just has the it factor. The There's it factor. something mm-hmm. about that individual that people just want to work with. They 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 like going to this person. Whether you're just an individual contributor, it doesn't matter the job that you have. Oh, and especially when you're in a in a broader leadership leadership position. Mm-hmm. I've heard these stories before, Cecile. When it comes to casting a movie or a TV show, they'll see 100 actors, and then yes. that one person comes in. Everybody looks at each other, and they said. That's the guy. That's right. So it's it's similar to that. It's just some intangible yes. um, aspect of someone's personality. Is that right? That's right. And and that's what is, is interesting. It, unlike um, your intelligence, your IQ, right, there is no validated psychometric um, way to test or measure your mm-hmm. emotional intelligence mm-hmm. like you have it with regular in- intellect or intel- intelligence. But... It's, it's definitely something that has gained in focus and attention to the point now that um, there's a lot of research out there that, that demonstrates that having this ability to, to this it factor, mm-hmm. fares, a person fares far better professionally. So let mm-hmm. me break down what that it factor is, the okay. way we think about it. It's not something simple like, gosh, he or she has such a great personality that I just like being around her. That is a result. Mm-hmm. of having great emotional intelligence. Okay. But what it talks about, Juan, is 
the very nature of our humanness. It's the very nature of who who we are, how other people experience us, how we connect with other individuals, our ability to influence people, to connect with people. It is truly at the center of who we are as human beings. And you're right, that comes from our emotions. That comes from mm-hmm. our ability to harness our emotions, lead them into actions in a very positive way for our own life, for others around us, and our environment at large. So it's um, almost, you said you can't really measure it, but it's almost like a, a feel, it's a feel meter maybe. It's it's the way I feel about you. It's what I'm receiving from you. The way you. I experience you. Okay. And the way I am motivated by whatever you're saying or doing mm-hmm. to connect with you even further. It definitely has an impact on uh, on our ability to, to really deepen our relationship. So if we think about EQ as as your ability to absolutely understand your emotions, understand mm-hmm. your reactions and the actions that you take from your emotions and understand the impact it has on your environment. Uh, in a workforce, we would talk about your the ecosystem you create around you, mm-hmm. meaning your, your culture, sometimes we use that term as well uh, to mean the same thing. But it doesn't stop stop there. Then the next pa- phase of emotional intelligence is your ability to then recognize the emotions and the needs and the concerns of others around you and how your your ability to control your emotions and the actions that you take impact not only you, but more importantly, impact others around you. It seems like it's something that, again, you can work on. And it, and once you master it, you really can, can go beyond the boardroom. You can go beyond your your work environment, and and it's such a benefit. Absolutely. And what it does, it makes you, we sometimes hear the term, it makes you a a whole person. It makes Mm -hmm. you a better person. And I agree with that. Um, The work that we do, we spend hours carefully understanding individuals, what makes them thrive, what makes them successful. And in nine times out of 10, the individuals that we see propel themselves forward in their forward in their professional life are those people that are very mindful and very aware of why they do the things they do, how they feel about things. And they're able to stop and and take a moment and not react to an emotion, but understand where it's coming from and then make a very uh, mindful, uh, clear decision as Mm -hmm. to how they're going to act. In one of our other podcasts, we talk about emotions. We talk about where Mm -hmm. they come from, that they begin in thought and how we understanding that, taking a, a moment and, and being very proactive in how we react to our emotions and the actions that we take uh, lead to a better life. Well, this is connected to that. You're, the more aware you are, the more aware you are of how you react, the, the higher emotional intelligence you will have. So a question for you, when you see a candidate that you'd like to place in a certain job, how much of that EQ is something you're looking at right away versus perhaps their work experience? It comes, it comes across really in the first conversation that I have with them. I say that your um, your skills, those qualities, uh, the, the work that, that you have done, the experiences that you have, that's what lies flat on a piece of paper, which we call your resume. Mm-hmm. I can look at mm-hmm. that. I can see that you grew the business from X to Z, that you uh, managed a, a number of people. I can see all of those things. But what really interests me, what I say is when I find out your why, I know who you are. Mm. It's who you are as a human being. One... Um, uh, axiom that we tell our clients one 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 way to think about talent okay. is when you're hiring individuals again irrespective of the the role individual contributor or an executive is you hire character you train for whatever skill the person is missing 
But what you're paying for is the talent that person brings, is who they are completely as an individual. Again, that X factor. Correct. So let me ask you another question. Let's say you are one of those candidates going for an interview, and I know a lot of days, uh, a lot of times uh, uh, interviews now are are conducted. There's first a phone interview. Mm -hmm. It gets you past the first hurdle. Then there's perhaps a Zoom or a video FaceTime Mm -hmm. interview before you even get to meet these people face-to-face. So how do you, as a candidate, show your EQ or how do you, is it just something that it's just part of you or can you put it forth? Yes, absolutely. And I'll, I'll add one further is Juan is now a lot of firms post their positions out there. Okay. Um, perhaps on LinkedIn or on their own website and then other, um, other platform, um, Mm -hmm. career, uh, aggregators. And they ask you to send in a video about yourself. A lot of the tech companies, they don't even call you. They don't even um, create an opportunity for you to meet with them on Zoom. They leave it all up to you to tell us who you are. So you're in control of that image. Correct. Of the voice. There's... You can edit it down. You can pick the best take. It's it's, it's to your advantage, actually. Correct. And um, the... uh, the one component that really resonates with individuals, the first thing that you react to, again, is the energy that the person puts forward, the confidence that they have in talking about themselves or what they've done or or what they want to do and why they're, they're looking at this particular post. And again, the way they, they craft their message, the mm-hmm. way you want to keep listening to them, all of that has aspects of emotional intelligence. Because if you think of it That's simplistically right. this way, you have the confidence in talking about what you do and what you like to do because you understand who you are, you understand what drives you, and typically what drives you are things that you enjoy doing or something that maybe gives you value. You're very clear about that, so you have feelings, you have emotions when you when you propel yourself into doing the work. All of that comes through in not only your voice, if it's a phone call, but right. definitely in person or via video and being that candidate i assume you need to walk that fine line of being confident but not sounding cocky at the same time which could be a turnoff that's right and again that comes from emotional intelligence mm-hmm. that comes from having the confidence of of talking about with you what you do with passion and clarity and if i were to ask you a question well walk me through how you did x that you're you're excited about, you should be able to very clearly walk me through that. Now, if it's a person that says, I did this, I did that, I grew this, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 at some point I'm going to say, was he a company of one? That's also, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, also right? emotional intelligence. Again, if we go back to the definition that we commonly use is your ability to understand your emotions and how you react, that uh, sometimes even in a knee-jerk reaction when, when something came at you, that you understand how it impacts your environment your own well-being and others, and then understand other people's needs and emotions and cares and concerns and how your actions are going to impact those individuals and and the environment in which Mm -hmm. you're in. All of that comes through when you answer even simple questions of tell me about yourself and the work that you do. Well, it sounds like there's so many things to think about, but my goal here, Cecile, is to inform people enough so that this EQ is on autopilot, so that you go into an interview or a situation and you're firing on all jets. You don't have to worry about, was I funny enough? Was I, was I uh, engaging enough? You're it's just ju- being you. You're just being you. And the beautiful thing is, and the important thing 
uh, and I'm going to really underscore that the important thing is this is not a muscle that we're saying that you should flex because it's going to help you be better at your job. Mm -hmm. This is what you need to flex so you can be a happier, healthier, more confident and, and grounded human being because this absolutely emotional intelligence absolutely plays a very vital part of your personal life how you first of all how you treat yourself how you know yourself better number one number two how you engage with your partner or your husband your wife uh, or just even in your family and your friends emotional intelligence is at the core of how you feel about yourself how you handle things that come at you in your life obviously because it's centered on your emotions mm -hmm. and then how other people experience you so yes professionally but absolutely Juan personally also so how do you get started here so uh, <laughs> so that's a great question so I'd like to think about it from uh, or talk about it from the standpoint of what are the attributes what are the things that that make up emotional intelligence okay. and there are typically four things and the great thing is those four things are what you should be thinking about every day. All right, Cecile, I'm taking notes here. What are those four things? So I'm going to give you the four, and then we'll break down each, each individual okay. category. So the four are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Okay. But I'm going to start with um, self-management first. That's, uh, I think, the, the better way to think about it. You can interchange them, mm -hmm. but all, all four of these are elements in your life that you need to think about and work on every day. So the first is self-management. And it's your ability to really manage your your emotions and your reactions to things. Okay. How you are able to stop and say, why am I feeling this? Where does this come from? What thoughts are going through my head? And are they causing me to have a positive or a negative reaction? I know sometimes we use the term emotions and relationships interchangeably, or excuse me, emotions and, re and uh, feelings interchangeably. Mm -hmm. But some people say two people can have the same emotion, but feel it differently. Correct. So I want to talk about it here in the terms of being able to, to manage your, your emotions and your reaction to that so that the feelings that you get from being aware of them mm -hmm. are feel feelings of positivity and productivity, both how you feel about yourself and how you engage with others. The second is self-awareness, and that is a little bit deeper, is your ability to, to very deeply recognize those emotions, and again, the impact those emotions and those thoughts are having on, on you and those around mm -hmm. you. So the management is, I am able to control my knee-jerk reaction to right. emotion because I have an awareness of where it's coming from, the thoughts that are causing that, and I am aware of what it's going to do to others and my, and my own well-being. The third is social awareness. So that's where you take the focus away from you, you know, my feelings, mm -hmm. my emotions, my reactions, and put it to those around you and also to your environment. We, we all of us have been in a situation or maybe either a family dynamic or a professional dynamic where we say, God, that person is really toxic. He mm -hmm, walks into a mm -hmm. meeting and everything turns negative. Energy vampire. I really like that term, energy vampire. And what I would say is mm -hmm. someone who is, if when you're in the presence of an energy vampire, mm -hmm. the person who is very self-aware of, of how you react to things and the emotions that that uh, come up in you right and has the ability to manage your reactions to that 
will not allow a social vampire to take any of your positivity or your energy. You would be able to stop that from entering into your own belief system, which is why I, I believe that no one makes you feel anything. You allow that person's belief system. You, ac- right. you accept it as truth and you allow them in and you take it in as, as truth where it may not be. So it sounds to me, Cecile, that that's a major reason why you either would want to be around people or avoid them altogether. That's right. Well, um, when I first started, I'll tell you, in the news business, uh, one of the managers, in fact, the person who hired me, um, he would take every opportunity to nitpick not only my my performance, mm. but there was a time that I was walking um, through the office and there was no way around it. It was a, a very narrow hallway and there was no way to avoid him. And he literally bent over as I'm crossing and he says to me, you might want to lose some weight. Oh, my. And at 29, 30 years old, I was taken aback. I could not believe that my manager would say it. And yes, it is the television business, but I didn't necessarily find myself that overweight or unattractive at the time. So it got to the point where I just shut him oh. down emotionally. And, you know, even to this day, I have a gut feel when I think about this person. Mm-hmm. And there are very few people in my career path that I could say, I have no desire to ever see again, and that person is one of them. And Juan, first of all, it's it's so unfortunate that it mm-hmm. happened to you, um, and I think the fact that you were able to feel it and overcome it speaks to your emotion. It took a while. It yeah. took a while. <laughs> That's right, and and some of these things you never get over, but it it speaks to your emotional emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. your EQ to be able to understand it, but. But let's use that example. Um, this individual may have been really smart, very talented, very uh, skilled at his work, but he missed this this very important part of of his responsibility as a manager and as a leader. He could have been a mentor. To exactly, me. and he could have said, "Let's say you were severely overweight, and maybe he was saying it out of concern for your health." We can think of a thousand ways where this person could have said it differently to you, mm-hmm. where he would have been considering and and respectful of your thoughts, your emotions, the environment in which he was saying it, find the right environment, the right conditions to say it so that you can really hear what uh, what this person is trying to tell you. But from what you're, you have shared with me, it seems to me that this person was just saying something to maybe make himself feel superior or saying something that he might have believed to be true based on his own set of facts. But none of that had a positive or a productive effect. Not at all. In fact, I believe it backfired. Absolutely. So when eventually he was removed from the company, like it happens a lot Mm -hmm. um, in in my business, um, I had no uh, sympathy for him whatsoever because he didn't nurture that in me right. or I think a lot of people because a lot of people had similar situations. And that's why social awareness is such a key um, underpinning mm-hmm. of what needs to be there. The, the piece that you can work on, one of the, the four, um, to, to really in- increase your emotional intelligence is, is your ability to, to really create respect from uh, people around you, mm-hmm. be they your employees, your colleagues, your friends, or your family, by really caring about their feelings, showing empathy and compassion in the way that you talk to them. Yeah, it's made me a lot more empathetic uh, to my coworkers. And I have to say uh, to our listeners um, uh, listening to this right now, um, that was many years ago. I have gotten over it. It has given me a story to share with people, but also gave me some experience. So I knew 
this guy um, was coming from a, a bad place, a bad space, and I decided to deflect it. And again, it talks about the strength of your emotional mm-hmm. fortitude, right? Your own emotional awareness. And I, I believe, Juan, I believe that that person cannot be as happy as he or she can be. Someone who, who comes from that negativity or for whatever the drivers, whatever yeah. his why is for behaving yeah. that way, you cannot be a positive, happy person because you he has to feel the negativity, the negative energy, the dislike, the push away oh, absolutely. from other people. Indeed. And, you know, I think it was Oprah who I think is, is a great example of an individual who has great emotional mm-hmm. intelligence and who people love and gravitate to. Um, I, I first heard it in, uh, I think it was in, in one of her talk show episodes years ago. And she said, speak without offending, listen without defending. Right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that phrase. And to me now, as, as and I heard this probably in the early 90s, as I've really do- dove into my work and spoken to thousands of people that are brilliant, uh, brilliant intellectually, brilliant academically, very experienced, and having my own personal experiences in life, I see the very truth of that and how vital that is, which is what you're talking. He spoke to you mm-hmm. uh, without you know, uh, one concern of offending you. Correct. And he clearly probably has never listened to what anybody ever has tried to tell him about how to better engage with people. And what he planted there was a seed of not trusting him, mm-hmm. not caring for him, and basically dismissing him, which is what I did over the years. And the flip side of that is also not good. And I know that we have uh, friends who, who exhibit this this kind of em- emotional intelligence, um, or, or bosses or coworkers, and that's the person who People say, oh, my gosh, he's so likable or she's so likable. Mm-hmm. People love this person, but they cannot make a decision. They they just do things to, to make sure that people are happy and love them, but they're not doing what is best for the entire team or the best for themselves because they just want that that juice back of, but but they love me and they're happy to be around mm-hmm. me, even if you do things that are not in your, in your best interest. That other extreme is also, is also not good. That's why it's... These are these un, these pillars of emotional intelligence are are so important. The the the, the self management, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what? Why am I feeling this way? Why? How am I reacting? The awareness of what these emotions and these feelings right. do to you and to those around you, and that's the social awareness piece. Is how is this impacting the people around me? And the fourth is uh, relationship management. And that takes it a little bit broader. So relationships, Cecile, are we talking about a love interest? Are we talking about relationships at work, interpersonal, familial? What all are, of them. All of them. It, it breaks down to your ability to effectively communicate with others, uh, do it in a way where you're uh, showing empathy okay. and, and compassion and understanding. And because you, you, you benefit and you are afforded this compassion because you give compassion and understanding and care you're therefore able to positively influence people or positively contribute to this exchange because that's what a relationship is mm-hmm. right it's, it's an a exchange, give and take right correct between two people you're able to to afford trust afford uh, an open place to to share your feelings or your thoughts to motivate and energize people to do and then that trickles down into the environment that mm-hmm. that you that you live in that you work in and that you create 
among others. So something our listeners should definitely take away from this is it takes a little bit of work. You need to work at it. Absolutely. And it's things that you should work at uh, quite heavily and, and quite deliberately. It's, mm-hmm. again, uh, people go, who go to the gym, you work on your physical health. Right. Well, working on your mental and emotional health brings you great uh, joy in your life. It makes you a better person. It makes you uh, connect with others better. And your whole life experience is that much stronger. And when you think about it from a professional standpoint, from the work standpoint, the World Economic Forum uh, this year, uh, which happens in, in Davos in, in January, where mm-hmm. the leaders, uh, both political leaders, government, business leaders, is predominantly business leaders, but we think about it th- as the top influencers uh, in the world. They mm-hmm. come to, to think about ideas and what's happening in the world, and they ranked emotional intelligence as one of the top 10 skills uh, for the future. And... Why it's an, uh, such an important skill is mm-hmm. because they think of it from a standpoint of, they use a term called stakeholder capitalism. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a different podcast. But what that means is how important the health and wellness, how people who work for you, as well as consumers, how they mm-hmm. feel about the work that they do, the, the mission of the company, mm-hmm. the importance of why they're all there together, that matters. That has an, an impact on the health and success of the company. So... When you think of it from a professional standpoint, if the world's leading minds, people who run the biggest companies in the world have the most influence, if they say, you know what, we need to stop and think about what this emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. is and how do we harness it, how do we develop it in people, all of us should think about that. All of us can, can make an impact in how we grow and develop in this matter. And for companies um, watching their bottom line, this is something that takes no expense to manage to to grow in their in their workforce it it doesn't but there's a lot of things that you can do there's now a lot of training there's a lot of professional coaches that uh, that's some of the work that we do also Mm -hmm. with our clients um but it you're right it starts with simply choosing to start with how do i feel about myself how do i react emotionally Mm -hmm. what do i think about how how what what do these thoughts and emotions bring out of me? How do I treat people with respect? The, the example that you gave of the, the individual who hired you, had he stopped and thought mm-hmm. why he wanted to say that to you? And if it was coming out of a genuine need to see you or desire to see you excel, and if he really thought that was holding you back professionally, there was a way for him to say right. that to you in a way that you would have understood right. it. It's taking a minute and and thinking how you're going to deliver that message is having that awareness of doing it. Crossing somebody in a hallway and whispering in their ear as they're walking by with no time to defend themselves or to react to that statement is you're basically just launching an emotional grenade on That's somebody right. and walking That's away. Right. And, and so you start with why. Why did he want to say that to you? And on the very personal side, think of, uh, as, as kind of another extreme an example, think of um, how much joy we get in seeing someone take a knee and propose to someone. They've thought mm-hmm. about it. They, some mm-hmm. people go through extraordinary efforts, which I think is, is really fun and, and, and beautiful, to create an emotion, an environment that speaks to how they feel about that person. And creating a moment that Correct. will be for that recipient of the proposal Something unforgettable, right? Perfect. Exactly. Because that person really wants that other individual to hear what that person is saying. 
Um, but as, as leaders, be it a leader of your family or be it leader of, of a company, we see that leaders who, who lead with an emotional openness, with an awareness of why they do the things they do and how they're going to connect with other people and an awareness of the, of the way they speak, the way they address people, the impact that that has mm -hmm. on, on their employees are far more successful. 90% of leaders are very high in emotional intelligence. And there really is no relationship um, between that, they, that researchers have found to emotional intelligence and EQ and IQ. So what that means is you can have a very high IQ. It, it does not necessarily mean that you have a very high EQ. Right. And the reverse is also true. You can have very high emotional intelligence, but have um, not as high intellectual intelligence or mm -hmm. IQ. So by harnessing that EQ, I mean, it just sounds so beautiful. If you can harness that and you know how your reactions, your emotions affect others and in turn how it affects the greater good of a company or of any relationship, you're way ahead of so many other people. And then bring that focus back to yourself also to say, how is this stopping me in my life? Mm -hmm. And uh, perhaps maybe not how it's stopping me in my life from advancing, but how is this causing pain in my life? And in, in other podcasts that we've done, we talk about the uh, having a, a real understanding of where your emotions come from, the thoughts that create those emotions and the actions you take, so that if you are constantly playing a, a loop in your head that says, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, why am I even going to try? It's mm -hmm. never going to work for it me. It becomes reality, it right? It becomes reality, mm -hmm. but the other piece of that is you're sitting in pain. Mm -hmm. You know, you're sitting in in a in in a in a position that you put yourself there because you don't believe you're you're saying the same things to to yourself over and over again, um, and, and you don't have the the strength or you or you haven't flexed those muscles enough. You you don't have the tools with which to bring you forward. There's a, a really respected organization in the United States. It's called the Center for Creative Leadership, mm -hmm. and they have tracked that. Let's, let's look at the top executives mm -hmm. uh, in the U.S. Those who don't ultimately reach the highest level that they want to reach, whatever that, that is, maybe a CEO mm -hmm. of a company, nine times out of ten, they have found that it is because that person is, is blocked in some way or in some por portion of, their, of, their, mm -hmm. of themselves in having higher EQ. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about that is you say, okay, well, okay, how can that really have a, a, a derailment in someone's mm -hmm, professional mm -hmm. life? When you're a CEO of a company, you have to be very successful. You have to be able to inspire people, to mm -hmm. be able to rally people around you, and then for to be able to, to lead from that standpoint. And then those people with that positivity and that agreement in the relationship you created can influence the market at large. And when we see it so, so, so critically important is in moments of crisis, both mm -hmm. in your personal life sure. or in the professional world. And that's mm -hmm. why we say um, crisis reveals character. So when you... You want to know what your character is. Think about what drives you. What what is important in your life? How do you come across to other people? Why do other people want to connect with you? Why do they believe in what you have to say? So, how's what's a good way to um, do an EQ checkup? Do you ask somebody? Do you ask a friend, a coworker? Um, how do you start working on that? Great question. So first start with the steps that we shared mm -hmm. start start right. with um, self-management thinking about how you react to things that really is key that's number one that's right there. number mm -hmm. one um, so 
on a professional basis. Uh, if you say, if you think about when I am at the office and I hear that we need to do X, do I immediately have a negative thought about it? Right. And then how do I react to it? Because let's say you're in a meeting and, and someone says something, you have such a negative reaction, but you sit there and you don't say anything because you're so angry. You're not doing that company and yourself a favor. Correct. But if you just blurt out, oh my God, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, mm -hmm. or we're not going to do, do that again. Doesn't help. Doesn't help anybody. Mm -hmm. Nobody, people already are going to listen to you with one frame of mind. So then if you have the awareness to say, okay, so I have these emotions. How am I going to say it? How am I going to communicate with others? What, uh, what is my ultimate outcome that I want? I want people to, to really hear what I'm saying and the reasons why I'm saying. I'm not talking about manipulating people. This is not mm -hmm, what this mm -hmm. is. is really speaking from a point of truth and understanding in a way that others can, can hopefully hear what you have to say. You can't control them. Right. But you're saying in a way that it's honest to what you're trying to say. It's coming from a clarity of, of, of from within you of what you want to say. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the impact is going to be, even if you can't control it from your standpoint, coming from an honest place. And I think a, a good way to also handle it is coming to the uh, table is not ask yourself, what did I do wrong? Or, or ask a manager what I did wrong, but how I can do better. So you do take a, a positive road when it comes to finding a solution. That's right. And so that's the other piece of it, it is understanding how you impact others and how mm -hmm. you connect to others and being open to getting that, quote unquote, constructive criticism mm -hmm. or feedback. I know that, uh, I know you guys have said it very uh, jokingly uh, to me, but there are many times that you have said, oh my gosh, Cecile, don't go, th don't go through that again. You know, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you why, why you shouldn't. And I really hear it and I really take it to heart. And because I trust you, I right. trust. Well, it's because we have that relationship where we can talk about just about anything. Because you and I, uh, and actually the three of us have proactively managed our relationship mm -hmm. as friends. Uh, although I consider you both as, as family to me, we've managed in a way where we're always going to tell each other the truth is going to come from a standpoint of love and respect mm -hmm. and truly holding your best interest at heart. And by the three of us, of course, Cecile, you mean uh, you, me and our executive producer, Sean Mo, who reels us in, keeps us on point and also gives us amazing uh, research to, right, to look that's into. That's right. Mm -hmm. And recently I, I had a situation where I had to be aware of my emotions and respect the relationship mm -hmm. that I have with, with Sean. And Sean, I know recently you, you lost uh, one of your family members and I knew when the funeral was happening, I was very aware of it. But that day I had so much on my mind because of what was happening um, in our society and the civil unrest mm -hmm. and, and the politics that led to mm -hmm. that. And, and Sean, and you know how passionate I am about those things, that I called Sean to talk about something, a tweet or something had just had happened, and he answered, and he kept going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I said, well, did you read this one? And he said, well, honestly, Cecile, I didn't because the funeral is about to start. He was, oh, he was not able, yeah. he were not able to attend, Sean. And I felt horrible. I felt horrible. And I could have said, because I was so embarrassed and I was so ashamed mm -hmm. of myself, mm -hmm. I could have said, Sean, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll let you go. But instead, mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this, Sean. I said, Sean, I am so sorry. I said that I think for about five minutes, but I'm sure it wasn't. And then I said, how are you doing with that? How are you feeling today? Right. 
that is someone who can sit there and say, and it took a lot of effort, it still makes me emotional to think about it, to say, I did this, I recognize it, mm -hmm. I am sure I caused an emotion in Sean, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna take ownership for that. Yeah, and, and you're I'm also managing a personal and business relationship that's right. with Sean, which, which adds another element. That's right, that. mm -hmm. but I had to remember the value of this relationship. Mm -hmm. Of course. Remember who I am as a person right. and who I aspire to be as a person and sit in that feeling, have an awareness of that feeling and realize the reaction that and the impact that it made in his life and it made in my life at that moment. And I wanted to then take ownership of that and, mm -hmm. and take a moment and have the impact that I want to have in the relationship. Yeah, and I think you did. Similar thing happened to me when I uh, came back to work after my father passed away. Um, a coworker came up to me out of nowhere and said, um, sorry for your loss, and um, if you need to talk, I'm here. I lost my dad to cancer two years ago. And just him taking that moment to see how I was doing, because I wanted to get lost in my thoughts, lost going back to work, and it just gave me that moment that even to this day, we're, we're a lot closer as, as co-workers and friends. So it does make a difference. And that person allowed you to not push away those feelings, but really sit with them, understand them, and be okay with them. Right. And that's why EQ, emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. matters. And it's a part of every aspect of your life, whether you're working on it to improve it and strengthen it so that you can have emotional strength and, and you can have better control and management and, and lead your life. Because when we talk about leaders in our, yes, in, in our profession, we, we think about it from the concept of leaders in a company. But let me tell you, just like we say that person's a natural born leader, mm -hmm. It's about their awareness. It's right. about the confidence in themselves. So we really encourage our listeners to to really think about what we've talked about today mm -hmm. and really be able to say, how can I use some of these tools to improve my experience in, in life, how I talk to myself, how I see myself, how therefore I see myself and share of myself mm -hmm. with others. So EQ is important because, as we like to say, Cecile, you matter. And above all else, the people around us matter as well. That's right. And I think from a broader perspective, I want to leave our listeners with, with something that, that is happening all around us. Mm -hmm. And that is with all the advances, all the changes in the world, with uh, artificial, artificial intelligence, right. with machine right. learning, with all, with, with all of this technology around us, we might feel that we, the, the human being, is getting lost. But, but actually... We believe that the more machine learning there is, the more artificial intelligence gains strength, the more machines do for us, the more the human being, the human character, the human engineering, which is uh, sometimes the way it's, it's called, which is just basically human emotion. The way we connect with each other is vitally important. We see it in the generation uh, uh, Z, we see it in millennials, and of course we, we see it in, in Generation X as well, is people are now driving their lives where there is no disconnect mm -hmm. with your personal values to the values that you see in the company you work for. Mm -hmm. And we're demanding that our social structure, our leaders share what's important to us, share our emotional values, share this this level of respect and kindness and empathy that we treat each other irrespective of your race, your gender, your political affiliation, mm -hmm. your religious affiliation. We are all in this together. We all benefit when we connect with each other 
honestly and openly with compassion. And that's why we say that a whole person, the human quotient, mm -hmm. happens when you marry emotional intelligence with your IQ, with your intellectual intelligence. Mm -hmm. It allows you to live a much more harmonious life and your engagement with those around you will be much more positive and lead you to have a life hopefully with mm -hmm. much more happiness. And that'll bring us to the end of yet another podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Ends With Z. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe at www.endswithz.com to get the latest updates from us. Email us with questions or show suggestions. We'll be happy to hear from you. Also, follow us on Instagram for tips and insight as well. Until next week, for Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a great day because above all else, you matter.